This is Long Story Short from the Connecticut Mirror and WSHU Public Radio. I'm Ebon Udang. You can read the stories we feature at ctmirror.org and wshu.org. Jan Allen Spiegel covers energy, environment, and climate change for the Connecticut Mirror. She joins us to talk about her article on solar program reforms likely in the Connecticut legislature this year. Hello, Jan. You say the reforms are already facing disagreements. What are the Connecticut solar power reforms and why the early disagreements? Are they along party lines? Well, I wouldn't say they're along party lines. Um, We have a number of different solar programs in the state of Connecticut. Uh, The one most people are familiar with is the residential solar program, which allows you to put solar panels on your rooftop. That actually is one of the ones that people are not uh, arguing about. Most of the others have to do with either commercial solar, solar for... um, government entities, municipalities, farm farming operations, and then uh, ones that are for uh, people and somewhat residential who, for one reason or another, can't put solar on their roofs. You give the example of Coventry, a small town that has installed solar on, on several municipal buildings and has been waiting for the past three years to be approved for virtual net metering. Could you just tell us a little bit about what that program is and where it stands? The issue is it's a very popular program. In Coventry, for instance, they have put a lot of solar panels on their, right on their municipal buildings, right on carports over the parking at their police station. But they ran out of space and it's still not covering what they need they had gotten those solar panels from a different program. But because they want to put it someplace else out in the middle of a field and get credit for it in a bunch of different schools, they had to apply to a different program. That is the virtual net metering program. And it is tremendously popular among uh, cities and towns in the state the Connecticut Conference of Municipalities, the uh, group that represents small towns in Connecticut, they are all four square behind this. They really want the caps to be raised because there have been towns like Coventry who have been in line for years, literally years, because over the course of this program, which is a few, which is several years, Um, about 70 entities have gotten in, there are still 70 in line. And these people don't know where they are. They don't know how long they'll have to wait. And in the meantime, they can't do anything because they're just out of roof space. They can't put it on a roof somewhere. So essentially, many of the state solar programs are capped. And and, and despite having a huge demand for them. So what would the various parties, what are they asking for? Could we start with lawmakers? You know, you mentioned Representative David Arconti of Danbury, who is co-chair of the Energy and Technology Committee. He's, he has quite a bit of say as to what's going to be done this session. What's he looking at? He is interested in only addressing one of the programs, which is the one that is known as um, Shared Clean Energy Facilities. They call it SCAFs. Sometimes it's referred, more often than not, it's referred to as shared solar or community solar. This is the one that really can have an impact on on low-income folks. He is interested in raising the cap on 
on that. But given that it's a short session and a very short session at that, he thinks more than that would just be too much of a hill at this point. What about the folks who, who are pushing for uh, raising the cap on, on commercial solar? Uh, they're not going to consider that this session? Well, I'm not going to predict what they're going to end up considering and not considering, because as you know, these things can change in a heartbeat. There's going to be a lot of pressure to increase it on all fronts. Now, the advocates left to their own devices, they want the caps gone. At the moment, they're mostly um, advocating to double the caps from where they are now. That probably wouldn't even clear up the backlog. Um, There are other ideas for finding ways to increase the amount of solar you can do in a particular project. I mean, I also give the example, if you have a big warehouse and you don't need a lot of power because all you do is store stuff in there and you have this huge roof, the way the programs work now, you can only put as much solar on there as um, your electric needs, which means three quarters of your roof could be empty. And folks are saying there are other ways potentially to do that. Um, have it be used in some other way, whether for virtual net metering, whether for the shared solar. Part of the thing you have to realize is that Connecticut has certain mandates and certain goals relative to how much clean energy they use and relative to how much greenhouse gases are emitted in the state. We're not meeting those goals right now. And a lot of the advocates and some lawmakers see increasing the solar caps or eliminating them as a way to start hitting these goals. Um, Folks who don't want it will argue that it will um, raise electric rates too much. Um, Remember, these are ratepayer funded. This is not a taxpayer funded program. These are ratepayer funded. And um, the regulators who help set those rates are very mindful of this. They're not gonna potentially let too much of an increase go through. That said, there's been pushback all along from the utilities ever since day one, ever since the first of the solar programs was uh, signed into law back in 2011. Well, it's a short session this year, so we'll have to wait and see. Thank you so much, Jan. John Ellen Spiegel covers energy, climate, and the environment for the Connecticut Mirror. Her article is titled, Solar Program Reform Efforts Likely in the Legislature, but Already Face Hurdles. Long Story Short comes from WSHU Public Radio and the Connecticut Mirror. You can read the stories we feature at ctmirror.org or wshu.org. I'm Eban Udama.